This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast for three friends, co-workers, and what else are we? We're Brian? coffee industry professionals. Oh, that's right. We're coffee industry <laughs> professionals. Thanks, Marcus. Sure. Uh, we get together every other week, and uh, we choose a coffee, and we're committed to giving that coffee no bad reviews, and then we're letting that coffee inform a little bit of knowledge. For ourselves. We don't know where we're going to go, ever. We just say, huh, this yeah. coffee sounds fun. We let and, coffee be our guide. Yeah, that's right. A guide to knowledge. And we're and discovery. About ourselves in the world. Yeah. I love this podcast. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. It's, I like that it's like a, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure <laughs> book, except, except for that there's no, we don't really, I mean, the only thing we're really choosing is the coffee but where it's gonna lead us i mean it's a journey and an adventure every week we're it's an adventure podcast dark, you know what this week is nothing but fun oh yay there's no genocide oh. there's no how did we get here um weird capitalist bullshit huh. like it's all it's just like a nice story i hope thing. go figure yay. yeah that exists huh yeah cool wow. well that's new that's yeah. a break for our format you know what was kind of fun was cafe du monde that was a pretty okay. fun story there yeah. was like no evil capitalist sure. there was just a guy who worked there for a long time who you know took over the business when the old guy had to retire mm-hmm. and i mean yeah that one wasn't too bad there's a, like yeah. a little bit of world war or civil war in there but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. overall yeah. that was a pretty fun one yeah we don't have any war today no oh. war well, I'm out. Well, that would be I'm great. only here for wars and destruction. Oh. You know what? I'll make it up to you during the clarifications. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, man. I guess it won't be a completely genocide-free episode, but it will be mostly, mostly genocide. Uh-oh. 87% genocide-free. Well, I've got a little bit <laughs> of a clarification, too. What if we have the same clarification? <laughs> That's fine. Well, I'm Jenny, and I run the operations <laughs> at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. And I'm really excited to have a clarification for once. <laughs> and I'm Marky Mark, and we're the Funky Bunch. <laughs> well, we got we can't steal somebody else's thing. We gotta come up with our own. You can still be Marky Mark, but we gotta be some other kind of bunch. Bunky Funch. <laughs> the Bunky Funch. I like it. <laughs> this was not discussed prior to the episode, but that's okay. Welcome I can to the Bunky Funch, Jeff. <laughs> We live so close to the actual Marky Mark. He's like one town away. Mm-hmm. It feels weird stealing his name. Uh, guys, this is the Wahlburger po- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not brought to you by Wahlburger, unfortunately. But if you are a marketing exec at Wahlburgers and want to be a advertiser, we'll, we'll, we'll try a cheeseburger for you. Hey, tell, tell, tell your listeners what we think of it. Um. Did you guys know that I also came up with 
a name that rhymes for our nation. Oh, let's hear it. I already forgot what it's it was. It's the No Bads Review Crew. Well, that makes sense. Review yeah. Review Crew. The No Bad Review Crew. All review right. Crew. Yeah. All right. And it could be just the Review Crew for short. Yeah. The yeah. RC. Yeah. yeah. Well, but we who have, are you, this nameless wait, voice? Before wait, before we go on, we have to have people let us know whether they want to be called the review crew. They might not like that, so we gotta let other people weigh in. They would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can give us your opinion on our Facebook group if you want. No bad reviews, the coffee community. Can we let Steph? Sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephanie. And I am the artificial flavoring specialist at a coffee company (laughs) that I won't mention because I don't want to ruin their fancy specialty third wave reputation by (laughs) telling people that they have an artificial flavoring specialist on staff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks to the Yeti, Hmm. our favorite t-shirt company. Your favorite t-shirt company. Fuck those guys making me flavor coffee. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, stuff is so bitter at you. But you I'm probably kinda bitter. <laughs> I bet you already knew that about her though. <laughs> Full disclosure, I did work for the Yeti for like two weeks once. So yes. <laughs> so really she's a disgruntled employee. Oh, that's exactly what's going on here. I was just filling in while someone was on vacation. It was a temporary position. Yeah. Okay. I didn't leave in a huff. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm, I guess I might have. It's been a few years. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Time heals all wounds. Did That's you right. say your name? That's right. Yes, I'm Stephanie. Oh, hi, Stephanie. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Money. If you want to, if you want to support our show and our our deep, um, our deeply researched journalism, and if you want to <laughs> get free episodes for four dollars a month. there's four extra bonus episodes on patreon at patreon.com slash no bad reviews pod you can also support us on buymeacoffee.com slash no bad reviews pod that's where you can help uh purchase these wonderfully delicious no bad review coffees we also have some fun merch because i know you're getting cold so get yourself a sweatshirt and a pair of sweatpants you'll look so cool yeah steph was wearing one yesterday um, at work, and she looked so toasty. Mm-hmm. It was very warm. Yeah. Very warm and toasty. Is There's no breathability at all in that and fabric. No missing you either. <laughs> and that nice bright green. Yeah. Well, I have one. Well, the, the pink crop sweatshirt mm-hmm. that is a cotton blend, so it is somewhat breathable. It's really cute. Too. That one's cute. That one's my new favorite sweatshirt that I've been wearing. Yeah, it looks good on me too. Uh huh. It sure does. <laughs> yep. So yeah, men in your life, if you want to impress a lady in your life, get that pink crop sweatshirt. Just like the 80s workout videos, you know? <laughs> and get, Bring yourself, it back. get yourself a pair of leggings while you're at it. We need like leg warmers, I think, too, to complete the look. Oh, cute. Mm. Yeah. That would be cute. If you do decide to get a pair of leggings, buy them like two sizes up, though. At least two. Because those oh things God. run tight. Yeah. Um, I say that like I know. <laughs> didn't you try them on once? Or you're still sitting on the front porch? No. They're still sitting on the front porch. They are? Uh-huh. Okay. From like three months ago. Sweet. This is how often Marcus does things. I'm wearing the same outfit that I wore all week. Good. And it's been 17 days. <laughs> Look, when you find an outfit that works, why change it? Look, I'm like Einstein, you know? <laughs> sure. That's I it. do know. The guy never changed his clothes. Mm-hmm. And I don't either. Good. Because we share a, a common bond. He was kind of stinky, I've heard. 
Yeah. Uh. Well, I have a natural musk that I've heard is like very pleasant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think that's it for the money business. Um, you oh. may do the first clarification, Jenny. Oh, one thing I do oh. just want to re- plug really quickly. If you go to our store tab on our website, you can buy a mystery box. I know we've talked about these before, but we have just added a ton of coffees to the mystery boxes. And by added them means we remember to take them from our house <laughs> to the warehouse to be repackaged into individual cups. So when you buy a mystery box, you will get 10 cups of coffee at least. It's only $10. It includes shipping. We're shipping it anywhere. I mean, in the United States. So, like, it's really a pretty good deal. In fact, we might lose money on some of them, but we're happy to share these coffees that we've tried in the past. And you'll get a variety of things that um, were easy to give a no bad review to and some that, um, you know, that we had to get a little creative for (laughs) to find a no bad review. But, yeah, there's some really fun coffees in there. So make sure that you check those out on our website. It's a fun little gift for yourself yeah and let's start thinking about the holiday season you know (laughs) go get somebody some fun little things Mm. it's a gift that keeps on giving sure 10 times at least (laughs) yeah exactly and then i just want to say thank you to megan uh one of our listeners our favorite listener no offense to the rest of you but she sent us hats she says that she is like while she's listening to us she's knitting and so she knitted us some really cute green and pink hats and sent them to Modest Coffee. Yeah. They're so cute. They're so comfortable. I'm wearing one right now. They're an abundance of hats. So she <sighs> gave us like so many that we had to choose from them. Arden, our daughter, immediately stole one. as soon as soon We didn't even get a chance to pick our hats yet. Mm-mm. And Arden took one. So, you know, totally kid approved by her as well. And it looks cute <laughs> on her too. It does. A little hair flop, flopping out. That was so <laughs> yeah. sweet. So thank you, Megan. That was the nicest. Thank you so much. Your note was so kind. Yeah. And we were so thrilled. You know, she's the one who sent us that spicy taco oh, yeah. uh-huh. coffee with the beef flavor in it. Ugh. So when we got the package at the warehouse, we were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is in Uh-oh. here? But no, what a delightful surprise. Yeah. Thank you really so much. Sweet. I tried to brew it, but it didn't taste very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to send us a letter or whatever, you can look up Google Modest yeah, Coffee. That bar has actually been set now. So, you dear listener. You top hats. You, gotta, you have to send us a top hat <laughs> in order to beat that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was pretty cool. This was great. Um, so, if anybody else is motivated to send us a Tesla in the mail, we'll take that. Why a Tesla? I don't know. Fuck Elon. Fuck Elon. You know, if somebody wants to send me a 1963 Corvette, as <laughs> a way to s- say thanks. Hmm. That might happen, maybe. You, I'm ha- know. you know, I'm happy with just cash, honestly. Just send cash in the mail. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Like my like my aunt, just send a twenty dollar bill in uh, an envelope. It's fine. Wouldn't that be so nice? <laughs> hey, think- love the podcast. Treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Buy yourself a coffee. Well, I think we already told people how to give us money. But yeah, why not give it in a little envelope like a grandma? I'm sure we got some grandmas listening. Hey, grandmas. There's three of us, though. Remember, you know, 20 doesn't divide evenly by three. I would definitely buy us lunch, though. Jenny, it's a shakedown. (laughs) You know what? I'm happy just getting an acknowledgement that I exist. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's that. And then uh, I think it's clarification time. Okay, so one thing that 
uh, I wanted to clarify, which I'd started to look into before last episode, the Kenya episode, was women's property ownership rights oh, in Kenya. Oh, Good. I'm glad you looked this up. Um, so, yeah, this is I, – I knew it, but I didn't want to say it that I knew it because I hadn't looked into it enough. And so, basically – Women do not really have the same rights to property hmm. that the men do in Kenya. Huh. Um, basically, like if a woman owns or inherits property, it can be challenged by law. Like her ownership of that land or whatever can be challenged huh. um, by both individuals and government officials. This is according to Wikipedia. And according to Wikipedia, and I don't like the way this is phrased, and I don't know if this is actually true, but it says many leaders, both of the nation and individual households, believe women to be incompetent to manage land. I feel like that yeah, can't you be see true. That quoted somewhere? It says it on Wikipedia. That's quoted from Wikipedia. I mean, did they quote oh, where I mean, that was from? I mean, come on. You guys are asking me to do, like, go through all the footnotes on Wikipedia now? <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see if that was, like, sourced somewhere. Well, I know that Wikipedia has people checking sources and stuff, and that, wow. like, things are, ref- like, they have, like, a team of people fact-checking on Wikipedia. It's not a, it's not so just, like, Kenya, a place. women can work, but they can't, they're not competent enough to make big financial decisions. I think it's probably more nuanced than that, but it sounds like at a, like, level of laws, women are not allowed to own property. Which also makes me think that, you know, I was wondering whose family and it was that it was probably passed down through the, the male line that um, Margaret Niamumbo's family. Mm-hmm. It probably wasn't her mom. Phew. Well, I don't, um, I appreciate the argument you're making about other people's cultures and nuances that we wouldn't understand. I still take issue with like, if you're born with a vagina, you can't manage land <laughs> and, like, no legal protections for that. Like, that's concerning to me. Yeah, that is fucked up. But clearly there's a lot about the situation that we uh, don't, I mean, uh, you know, we well, don't know the, enough about what's going on, clearly. Just the fact that Margaret is able to leave the country to go study abroad and then come back to the country to do business and exporting. Maybe like, if you guys weren't women, you would understand. <laughs> Well, there's got to be some sort of level. That's what I mean. Like, it's not, like, widespread. Like, clearly her family was like, no. Just because you're a woman, you can get out of here and you can do more. I think. And then come back and be a businesswoman. I think it's kind of a universal truth that if your family comes from some amount of wealth, you will automatically have more rights than others, regardless of gender. Definitely change. Yeah, that's true. Like, obviously some women are trusted to do stuff. You know, it can't be a hundred percent universal. Yeah, don't be poor. And but if you can't not be poor. Don't be a woman. It's <laughs> great. But that advice. tends to happen. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, though, it makes sense if her family was well off and had maybe a wider worldview. Yeah, I mean, even talking about stuff like abortion rights in the U.S., if you're wealthy, it doesn't really matter what your state says, right? You can go to another state. You can go to another country. You can deal with your problems it's like a law for poor women mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i i wouldn't be surprised if that was just kind of how it is everywhere yeah while we're on the topic of kenya um my clarification also was from that episode <laughs> i don't always listen to the episodes until after they've aired sometimes i hear myself say something really stupid uh-uh. <laughs> marcus does a great job with editing but once in a while, something, something gets through. through. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to the episode, and I heard myself say something like, um, 
I don't want to say the British are worse than the Nazis. <laughs> and I heard myself say that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure the British are worse than the Nazis. I'm, like, pretty sure. So um, I, I looked up might some be figures. Right. <laughs> they have a much longer-standing history of fucked-upness. I mean, the Nazis were only in power for, like, 12 years, and gosh darn it, they did their best to murder <laughs> as many people as possible, but they only had 12 years, whereas the British have been colonizing for centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to calculate the number of deaths that the British are responsible for. If you think about, well, partly because of their... Uh, interesting record keeping, mm-hmm. as yeah. we discussed. Um, but if you think about like uh, a British colony in Africa where people are being enslaved and then shipped to the New World, like just because a person survives that journey doesn't mean they're going to survive the next three years on a plantation in Louisiana. So Obviously, the plantation owner and the slave trader and everybody else who was part of that picture has blood on their hands, too. But ultimately, if the British hadn't colonized, that part of the slave trade never would have happened. So, I mean, you just can't even, you can't even begin to calculate the number of deaths that can be credited to the British. Wait, right? were they the first ones to do the slave trading? The inter, like the international slave trading? I think so. I mean, it's, I guess I shouldn't say that because I didn't spend a lot of time specifically looking into those details. But the, the numbers I have, if you want to hear headcounts, the okay. numbers I have are um, the Nazis are responsible for, and again, that's another, they really burned a lot of records when they realized at the end of the war the shit was hitting the fans. Mm. So those are numbers we'll never be perfectly clear on either. The Nazis are responsible for killing about 20 million people. Holy shit, wow. that many? Oh, does that sound like a big number? Because you're going to need to recalibrate. <laughs> Wait, because like you know, the number you you always hear is like six million, or I yeah, however many like specific to Jewish people. But right. they never really like thought beyond that to like soldiers and non-Jewish people and da 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 da. So twenty Russians. million seems like yeah. so much money yeah. or so many people. I mean, I mean a lot of you. I mean. There were a lot of ethnic minorities, a mm. lot of people with different political ideas, socialists, communists, um, homosexuals, of course. And then like if the you alcoholics. had right. How are there that many people? If you had a uh, mental health issue or a physical disability, that put you in a concentration camp or firing line too. Like it all kinds of people didn't meet the criteria to be a like a good German. Unless you were rich. Then you get to be an officer with a mental health issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah, they didn't quite eliminate all the mental health issues, clearly. Um, so, yeah, and then you factor in the soldiers and the people who were killed, um, just like citizenry, who were in the line of fire and all that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering where the population came from. Like, where were all these people? So what was the population of Europe at that time? 3% of the world's population died in World War II. Holy fuck. 3%. It was around 80 million people total in World War II. Those are deaths directly caused by the war, soldiers on the battlefield. But you've also got disease and famine that are related to war. Fuck, that was a fucked up war. So if there hadn't been Nazis, there wouldn't have been a World War II. Wow. So if you really, if you want to add up those numbers, now we're talking like 80 million people. Again, that sounds like a lot. Until we talk about the British. Oh, no. So estimates are around 150 million people 
killed by the British directly oh my God. as a result of colonization. Now, that doesn't count. Like I just said, like the guy who gets shipped to Louisiana and dies three years later, right? So there are people who are studying the effects of British colonization in India. And in India alone, the estimates are that 1.5 billion Indian what? people died as a direct result of the deprivation caused by British colonization. They took so much away. I mean, just like talk about the potato famine, right? The British took so much away that a, a million Irish people died. So it was a much higher population in India, a much bigger country, and you have a much bigger death toll. Holy shit. So if you're thinking about like how that all stretches out, famines and slavery and all that, I mean, I don't think it would be a stretch to say over those centuries, the British were ultimately responsible for 2 billion deaths, 3 billion deaths. I don't even know. I don't even know how to calculate it, but worse than 20 million. Wow, that's fucked up. You know, but they were savages, and they would have just probably died anyways. So, you know, it's not a really fair comparison. It's, I mean, you know, we're not. I guess um, I do think that the Nazis get all the credit, <laughs> air quotes, because they mostly killed white people. Mm-hmm. And so that is why it seems like so heinous, mm-hmm. right? And that's why yeah. we see Nazis as like the worst. Mm-hmm. And the British are just like, what? What? They're very, you know, they're... Uh, cultured they drink tea they have a an elegant accent overall <laughs> i think they have a very lovely prince and princess for one day to What's the throne like yeah. done a very yeah, good job and queen victoria i mean that she was like presided over the whole imperialist expansion mm-hmm. and she was like i don't know kind of like people loved her mm-hmm. yeah well she brought a ton of wealth just <laughs> from somewhere yeah, yeah. Yeah. marketing you said marketing, marketing. and i think that's totally right yeah okay so that's all i have to say about genocide for this whole episode that's yeah. it i would just that's like it. to remind you at the top of this you were like this is gonna be a fun episode well it is gonna we haven't even gotten to the episode we're <laughs> just dealing with the clarifications yeah. we have one more clarification incredibly sad Uh-oh. sad news oh yeah what one I... of our favorite products Marcus. from this podcast <laughs> Do you want to? You want to? Oh. You want to? Do you want to do this clarification? Yeah. So, guys, Hagrid died. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's really sad. Aww. Marcus. Oh, you're talking about Pabst? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw an article about that Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think that we were the nail in the coffin, guys. For the hard mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, Pabst Blue mm. Ribbon hard coffee. R.I.P. Has been discontinued. Oh, guys, we God. got to it just in time. Thank God we got to try it mm-hmm. before. Well, mm. I mean, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why they discontinued that product. Gosh. Um, you guys seem to enjoy it so much. Yeah, we can we can speak ill of the dead, right? <laughs> you even managed to give it a no bad review. You know what that the one article that I read that was shared on our text thread, um, one of the things they said in the article was it was unsuccessful because it was only five percent alcohol. Right. It wasn't boozy enough. It wasn't boozy enough. And I guess when you compare it to I don't know. Pabst was trying to play it safe, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can't play it safe when it comes to alcohol, man. 
No. What's the point? <laughs> you want to get schlitzed. <laughs> so what is this fun episode that we're Yay! doing today? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, you guys. You, we yeah. have Halloween coming out in six days after this airs. You know, we're from the Midwest, and Halloween is like a really big deal around here. I don't think it's quite as big in other parts of the country. No, you're lying. <laughs> it's got to be like the second most popular holiday yeah. after Christmas. It is the second most popular holiday after Christmas. You're right. I just don't. Do people like decorate their houses the yes. way they do here? I do. Yeah, There's I a mean, big yeah, giant decorated tree in my Steph house. Steph is saying because outside of the cheesy Midwest. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah my I friend don't... in LA says it's not the same. What? What? What the fuck they do in LA? I don't. I don't know. You know what? It's fuck LA. <laughs> I mean, they're probably just worried about like keeping their house and not like giving out candy. No, people in or, LA, they're probably too like um, it's too like competitive out there. Like everybody is too concerned about their image to get into like uh, you know have Halloween. Okay, we have we have listeners I know for a fact on the East Coast, and so. We're, we're counting on you Salem? to tell us. Come on. You mean to tell me Salem doesn't get into <laughs> For Halloween? Sure. Salem gets into maybe Halloween. Maybe the West Coast doesn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's like a... I think it's like a snobby, like, uh, West Coast thing. Like, they're too, like, they're too worried about I'm their image. I'm bullshit on both of you. I think that West Coast loves Halloween just as much as East Coast, just as much as the Midwest. I think it's universally loved. <laughs> I hope that's true. Because yeah. it's a really fun holiday. I really enjoy it. I think the kids should get the next day off of school. Always. They always should. Absolutely. Or at least a late start. <laughs> I'm sure teachers don't want to deal with those, like, no. those mm. sugar-crashed children either. All hungover. Yeah. All hungover. I could see some Northern Californian, like, conservative people, though, being like, we don't want kids to feel bad if they stop at a house and it's not the right candy or they can't enjoy it. So if one small group can't enjoy it, we should just cancel it for fucking everybody. Mm. Because we don't want anybody to feel bad. Because that's how it is in. You just got, like, you just insulted all of Northern California. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, they know it. They know it's fucking true. Like, well, we don't want them to feel bad. Well, you have a friend in Portland. What does she say about oh, Halloween? Oh, yeah, they do Halloween in Portland. Yeah. Come on. It's like perfect weather for it. And there's a forest. I mean, creepy, <laughs> creepy forest is like perfect Halloween decor. And that's like what Portland is. Yeah. It's a town of a creepy, inside that's... of a creepy forest. I'm sure it's just LA. LA has no fun. I think LA is not a fun place. I bet that's true. Uh-uh. I disagree. I think I think that one person <laughs> in LA. Is being so Southern California. Today. No, Southern California is, is is where the fun happens in California. Yeah, but not the kind of fun that is actually fun, like Halloween. <laughs> so our actual product today is a candy corn flavored coffee. We we're trying it, so <sighs> you can decide for yourself if you want to. I was about to say something disparaging, but then I remembered this is a toxic positivity podcast. Yeah. Um, it is from Jarby Coffee, and it's called Witch's Brew, but it is candy corn flavored. It's um, So there's no like big mega corporations either today. Yay. Like This is not like a licensed product from oh. a candy Holy maker. Fuck. Roasted in McHenry. <clears throat> oh, McHenry, well, Illinois? it was packaged in McHenry. Packaged in McHenry. <laughs> Whoa, it's local. Yeah, this guy's like a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> How does it... Sm- oh, don't do the old factory reveal yet, I no, guess. No, I did But I, I did can... just see a little face that you well, made. Well, because like the seal doesn't seem to be... Apparently, they're not the only ones with it. <laughs> We're not the only ones with the bag sealer problem. <laughs> this isn't sealing very well. Uh, wow. Well. Goes right at <laughs> the top. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. 
I thought um, that um, maybe we'd start the episode with a little history of Halloween. Oh, okay. You know, Let's go for it. Learn yeah. a little bit about what we're even celebrating. Invented yeah. in the Midwest. <laughs> it was not invented in the Midwest. It is so old. <laughs> it is so old. It is like as old as Stonehenge. Oh. Halloween. Wow. I assume Jenny knows something about the history of Halloween. I do know stuff about the history of Halloween. Because of your Irish roots, you're our Irish correspondent. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm pagan at heart. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside, I'm pagan. So last week on what should be called Indigenous People's Day, mm-hmm. we took a road trip through the Driftless area in Iowa. This is a secret plug for the Driftless area of Iowa. Don't go flocking to it like the shores of western Michigan. <laughs> but if you want a really beautiful place to visit between Dubuque up north along the Iowa side, it's really nice. And so we were driving through there just to enjoy the fall colors. And we went to um, Effigy Mounds National Monument in Iowa. And so in Effigy Mounds, there's um, a number of Native American Indian mounds, burial mounds. And so they've got like a bear shape and they got some other different shapes and it's really cool. Well, we didn't get to see the birds, but they do have bird shaped. And one thing that was really cool is that they have this like, it's like long and it's almost like a very wide V shape um, of circular mounds all in a row. And it's quite large. It's probably like half a mile to walk from one end to the other. Wow. And so... When we went back around to the um, to the visitor center, the kids did the junior ranger thing. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking to the ranger um, about it. And he showed us that he was talking about, okay, first you have the equinoxes. And then you have the solstices. Mm-hmm. And then something I didn't really know, like, think about, but I guess it's probably in my brain somewhere. In between the solstice and the equinox is another day. Oh. Um, and so... This is just an aside. The uh, the Native Americans had built this long V so that on those days in between the equinox and the solstice, the sun would rise up along one and then set along the other so line of this cool. V. It was really cool. Really cool to learn and to have seen. And that one happened four times a year mm. because it's at each quarter. Right. Cool. And so... The reason why I'm telling you this is because Halloween is one of those midpoints between the fall equinox in September and the winter solstice in December. And so this day has been celebrated around the world and including now, I've just learned, with Native American peoples as well. And so in um, it was obviously a day of huge significance for a lot of people who you know follow the sun and the moon and those patterns and so um halloween also celebrated by the celtic people you know is Samhain. i believe is how i was it's pronounced. hoping you would be able to pronounce that Samhain. yeah Samhain. and then also i know like there's day of the dead mm-hmm. in mexico mm-hmm. and that is like a you know that's connected um, to like the indigenous cultures of the Mexican region that was celebrated by like the Aztecs or the Incans. It just is like a time of honoring the dead across multiple cultures. Yeah. It's supposed to be a time when the veil between the living and the dead has thinned. Yeah. And you can have a closer connection with those who have died. All of this is true. Yes. And I, I'm so fascinated by this holiday. And when I started reading about Sawain, 
Sawain? Something like Sawain. that, yeah. Sawain, Sawain. Um, it, it did remind me a lot of Day of the Dead. There were there are a lot of commonalities. Mm. Um, Sawain was also a harvest festival. This is the time of year when all the crops are brought in. It's also a time when you're um, harvesting livestock, too. You can kill a cattle, and the weather is right to preserve the meat for mm. the winter at this time of year. So um, it was a big harvest festival. Also, October 31st was New Year's Eve for the Celts. No so shit. it was a New Year's Eve party and a harvest festival. And obviously that day was chosen because of the, what is the word for the thing in between the equinox and the he, solstice? He said, what was it? Um, quarter turn? Cross-quarter day. Cross-quarter day. Okay. Can I tell you what the other cross-quarter days are? And you'll recognize one of these from Waldorf. Oh. Uh, Candlemas. Okay. Slash Groundhog Day. Oh, funny. Uh Uh-huh. Beltane slash May Day. Okay. I guess you're going to recognize a lot of these from Waldorf. Fucking pagans. Uh Uh-huh. Also, August 1st, the eve of which is my birthday. Oh. It's, It's like a special day of the sun. And then All Souls Day or Halloween in October. Well, wait, what's the day called in August? Just Jenny's birthday. Yeah. My birthday. <laughs> My birthday. Llamas. Llamas Day? Llamas Day. L-A-M-M-A-S. Oh, oh hmm. I was thinking like the animal. Not the animal. Not the L-L-A-M-A-S. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be, wouldn't that be pronounced in Spanish? Llamas? Llamas. Llamas. Happy Yamas Day. Happy Yamas. Yeah, show her Yamas. Um, I'm, now I want to learn more about my special birthday cross-quarter day. It's interesting how many of these celebrations all over the world uh, are so similar. I, when I was reading about Swain, it was reminding me so much of Day of the Dead and the way they would like put out photos, put out candles, put out the favorite food of people who have passed in the hopes that that would like entice them. The thing about Day of the Dead is it really is just, it's a celebration and you really want all of those spirits to come and party together for one night, right? It's like your one night of the year to party with your dead relatives. Hey, it's not creepy and cocoa. No, it's just fun. It's so cute. It's just a bunch of like like cute little skeletons. That's why. (laughs) It was that's how, if that's how you imagine them, of course it's going to be fun. Anyways. In Ireland, though, and Scotland, and um, where these pagan Halloweens first started, it wasn't always good spirits. Like, mm. there were good spirits, and you did leave food out for the people you had lost, and you um, you lit candles and put them along the road so that your family could find their way back home, which Aww. was nice. But there were a lot of spirits that they didn't necessarily want to have around See? See, this what happens. Hmm. Mischief makers and spirits bringing bad luck. Also, that thin veil allowed elves and fairies and leprechauns to come into their world on that night as well. And those are all troublemakers. You do not want to fuck an elf in your house. Seriously. <laughs> See? It's no. It's like a raccoon. It's like no good. <laughs> Keep them out. The Irish have the most whimsical... <laughs> Like spirit <laughs> beliefs. I shouldn't say the Irish, the Celtic spirit yes, beliefs. The Celtic. So um okay, so it's a harvest festival, it's New Year's Eve. It's like the last hurrah before like the cold hard winter of death. Because winter was like a time when a lot of people died from the cold, the hunger, everything. Oh fuck. So um They're like, all right, well, Last hurrah. <laughs> Last hurrah. I don't know if we're going to make it. We don't know who's going to be back season. here right. at Beltane. Right. So the first thing they would do is they would like put out the fire in their hearth and they would leave food out 
outside the front door. Um, they would leave good food for their their familiar spirits, but they also left food outside hoping that any spirits stumbling by would be satisfied with the food that was left outside and the wine that was left outside and then like move on to the next house and not cause any trouble or bring any bad luck into their house. Um, this feels great if you're like a vagabond. <laughs> like, like, hey. go, or a trick-or-treater. Right. Oh. <laughs> hey. Um, so the um, the big central thing would be the big bonfire. Um, there would be a huge communal bonfire, and everyone would go and celebrate around the bonfire. The Druid priests would bless the fire. It would be a sacred fire. And the last thing you did at the end of the night was take some of that fire back home and light your hearth with it, with the oh. sacred fire, so that hopefully it would bring good luck to your home oh. throughout ah. the coming winter. That all sounds so nice. Yeah. The fire contained a lot of bones. Ooh. They would because they were slaughtering cattle and other animals at this time. They would throw all of their bones into the fire. Did oh. they burn? Yes. I did not know that. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That is all calcium. I didn't know minerals burned. And that is where the term bonfire comes from, because it was bone. a giant bone fire. Oh. That's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Learn something new today. You may have to really keep that fire going for a while or at a higher temperature or whatever. I mean, it obviously. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's going to be easy. Right. It's not as easy as meat or whatever. I don't want to Google will bones burn because I feel like I'll end up on a, on a list. Yeah, you're going to end up on a serial killer right. list for sure. <laughs> FBI is going to come knocking again. Um, you should just specify animal bones. <laughs> that will be suspicious. It's really how, cow. cow. How bones. to burn human remains. <laughs> yeah, when you said bones at first, that was the first thing I thought was like humans. And I was like, ugh. Uh, that's that's dark. <gasps> no, it was animals, and they would sense. um they would also throw uh, some crops and some um some livestock into the fire Wait, as offerings. Like I think livestock. De- dead livestock um as an offering to the spirits, and again in the hopes that they wouldn't cause any trouble in their town, in the hopes that some of these uh, evil spirits wouldn't recognize them. They would also wear disguises. Oh. They because they had just slaughtered a lot of animals. They had a lot of animal skins and heads, and they would sort of wrap themselves mm. in the animal skins and wear the animal heads. And they would also go to the fire and smear ashes all over their faces in the hopes that they'd be unrecognizable to the spirits who were out causing trouble. This Halloween. is amazing. Costume idea. Right. <laughs> it's just gonna look like blackface if you do that. So Ugh. don't. I was thinking more like a cow's head. Just put it right over just my right head. Just right on your head, yeah. Just put it right on my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, in addition to praying over the fire, the Druid priests also um, made a lot of prophecies and predictions on this night. And they were mostly good. It was like, you know, who's going to get married? Who's going to have a baby? Who's going to have a really good uh harvest next year was all like happy stuff to help sustain people through the winter so they had something good to think about Hmm. that's nice yeah toxic positivity back then too fortune telling was like a big part of this night it was like a big thing also worth mentioning this time of year was when the mushroom harvest came in. Oh, so this was like a fun time. This was definitely, there were party favors for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. Huh. 
Um, there are two different kinds of hallucinogenic mushrooms that grow in this place and ripen at this time. Um, one of them is the one you're picturing in your head right now, the red cap with the white spots, uh, Amanita muscaria. And that is like serious shit. Only the druids were allowed to take it, only the priests, because it was so intense Whoa. a trip. Hmm. Wow. But that was definitely a part of the celebration. And that's how they could see the future. And that's how they could commune with the spirits is because they were tripping balls. That sounds like fun. I want to do this. I know, right? This, we can do this <laughs> yeah, on Halloween. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Liberty Cap mushroom is, um, it looks like a little brown elf hat. And those are more a more mild hallucinogen. And they're just everywhere, apparently. Hmm. And everyone was on them. And I guess sheep really liked them, too. The sheep would eat a ton of them and just, like, oh get all crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I could have spent all day just reading about the mushrooms. Um, so they still just kind of grow wild? Yeah. I guess they still do. Yeah. So we could go to Stonehenge right now and... And just eat some mushrooms. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Go foraging. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. So yeah, it's the fall harvest. Yeah, so I have to go looking for mushrooms, non-hallucinogenic. Yeah, but do you maybe think that find some hallucinogenic <laughs> ones? I mean, Who knows? Just mean, try them all, Mark. Right. <laughs> do you think there's hallucinogenic mushrooms out Surely. there? Surely. In the forest preserve? Gotta be. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's apparently it's the you know it's the season. It's the season in Ireland. It's the season in Ireland, but that's like the same climate over here, isn't it? Or is it warmer? I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. I don't, uh, humidity is a big factor for mushrooms, too. So. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that was basically like the granddaddy of Halloween festivals. And you can see so much, the food outside and the costumes and the, the like, disguising your face and all that. Yeah, like, right. Um, you can see the roots of Halloween there. Um. So those parties were, like, super fun until, of course, the fucking Christians came along and ruined all the fun for the pagans. They always got to ruin the fun. Why? Why? It's unnecessary. Just Ugh. let people have their fun. No, no. All Saints Day used to be celebrated in the middle of May. But Pope Gregory III in the 700s was like, oh, this isn't going to be Swain anymore. It's going to be all, we're just going to go ahead and move All Saints Day hmm. to November 1st. There it is. Um, all Saints Day is called All Hallowmas, All Hallowmas in Middle English. So All Hallows Eve then mm -hmm. was the name for October 31st. And the way it was celebrated once the Christians took over was through vigil prayer and fasting that's like so so much more fun so than eating fun. mushrooms and dancing yeah. around a fire isn't it so much more fun yeah they're like hey would you like to have a the complete opposite of a feast <laughs> would you like to like starve yourself i know that eating has been fun but you know what you should not be celebrating the fruits of your labor but we know that fire is important so you can light a little fire a little one hold that to the glory of Christ. Right. Amen. I mean, like, that's just not a... I mean, apparently it worked. It sort of worked. It sort of worked. I mean, people to varying degrees kept some of the traditions where they could without getting in trouble for it. And um, the day after All Saints Day, November 2nd, is All Souls Day. So I guess if you're Catholic and you don't make it to heaven, you go to purgatory, right? It's sort of like a middle ground. And you just kind of sit there and wait around until you can finally get to heaven. And I guess the way you get to heaven is enough 
prayers are said for you. For you. For you. Not by you. Correct. So you just got to sit there. You just got to sit there and hope that your ancestors remember you and say enough prayers. How many prayers, though? Like, are we talking like a year or two or generations? I think it depends on what you did to not make it into heaven. Hmm. Um, So So it's kind of like a... It's like a truck stop waiting area. Yeah, that's how I picture it, like a doctor's office waiting area. I was thinking doctor's office, yeah. So boring. What kind of waiting area do they have at truck stops? I meant like like (laughs) logistics. Like the trucks are back. The heaven trucks are backed up. So you just got to sit there. That's such a strange way to picture that as your first thought in your mind. My whole world is logistics right now. (laughs) Moving shit. Um. All Saints Day, just to clarify that, is um, I guess a lot of saints have their own day, but Mm. then there's a lot of saints who don't have their own day. And so they have All Saints Day when you celebrate all the ones that don't have their own day. It's like President's Day. It is like Uh, President's Day. uh That's right. Yes. Let's just celebrate everyone all at once. So um, (laughs) what ended up happening around the Middle Ages is the way they would celebrate All Hallows' Eve is they would go souling. Poor people especially would go door to door, and the deal was they would say a prayer for your dead relative in purgatory if you gave them a soul cake mm. or some food or some money. I was kind of mad, Jenny, that I didn't make more of an effort to look up a soul cake recipe for you. Mm. Huh. Nutmeg, ginger, cinnamon, and raisins in a little round cake. That doesn't sound bad. Right. I mean, it just sounds like a little spiced cake. Yeah. Like a little coffee cake like almost. A little but in a roll circular. coffee cake. Yeah. They've got a little cross on top to represent your relative in purgatory. I have seen these I have seen these cakes hmm. before. I don't think know if I've seen one in person, but I've seen them somewhere. Maybe at the Prisco's or something? Maybe. It reminded me of a hat cross bun too, but those are oh, maybe I don't really care of. for those. I yeah. Okay, so, a soul cake, sure. So yeah, they would go they would go souling and they would trade in exchange for prayers, you know, they'd get some food or a cake or or a few coins or whatever. Hey, I'll throw out some prayers for somebody who wants to give me something too. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the origin of trick or treating, right there is is souling that going souling. Um, so then we get to the U.S. Those original Puritans who came over from this region of the world that is where Halloween originated, did not bring Halloween with them. Puritans didn't celebrate Christmas or Easter. Yeah, I was going to say. It was too pagan. I was going to say, I think that they did not celebrate anything. They were kind of like the old-timey Jehovah's Witnesses, perhaps. Right, right. There were apparently some Catholics who settled in Maryland. And so Maryland was like the one colony where there was like some sort of harvest festival celebration around October 31st. They called them play parties. And it was like a public harvest festival. They would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. They told ghost stories and there was some mischief making. And this went on in parts of the country up until the mid 1800s. When Halloween got big in the U.S. because... Um, da, 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 da. A candy company made it. So. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Oh, Beer company. <laughs> it was Budweiser. It was the potato famine. Oh. A ton of Irish immigrants oh, moved to the they U.S. Came here? Yeah. Okay. In the H.S. Sorry, I didn't set that up well for you. Um, I was like, okay, which the one? The Mars Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The potato famine brought a bunch of Irish immigrants to all over the U.S., and they had like three-day Halloween celebrations. Hell yeah, when they, they did. First came. Yeah. You know why? Because the Irish are fun. That's right. That's They're what also I keep all Catholic. Say. 
But it, they're fun Catholic. This is what I keep trying to say. Like, Irish Catholics are not, like, you're boring Catholics. They're fun Catholics. I don't know a single Catholic that's not, or an, a single Irish Catholic that's not fun. Can we just talk about all the fun holidays that the Irish brought over? You all are welcome for <laughs> Halloween, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Probably others. Probably others, but that just didn't take off. Halloween, (laughs) St. Patrick's Day. Those are both fun. (laughs) Marcus is staring off blinking. Sunday church. (laughs) By like the early 1900s, Halloween was all about like vandalism. Like bad. (laughs) That sounds like it. That sounds about right. Um, Kids, and I assume by kids they mean like teenagers. um, They were, they would wear masks and they would... Just wreak havoc everywhere. Um, also, like, assault became a problem. Mm. It was, like, real mayhem. Jeez. There was a woman named Elizabeth Krebs, the grandmother of Halloween. She lived in Hiawatha, Kansas, and she was really tired. I guess the kids were destroying her garden every year, and she was really pissed off about it. <laughs> and they were causing all kinds of trouble all over town. So she took her own money and decided to throw, like, a huge community party in 1913, in the hopes that the kids would come to the party and have so much fun that they didn't feel the need to vandalize things. Um, and it failed. Yeah, and I was just about to say, good luck. The kids vandalized things. So then the next year in 1914, she tried again, but she realized she had to make it like an awesome party. And Total she rager. did. Huh. Um, there were bands and costume contests and parades and food and dancing and like spooky decorations. This is also like the beginning of the haunted house. Oh. People would decorate their houses or pathways to be really scary and it was something for the kids to go do. Can oh. I just say that it just goes to show that you don't have to have an extreme punitive mindset <laughs> to counteracting mischief and crime. You can also just give people an opportunity to do something more positive that will give them some sort of enjoyment in their life. That's right. That's we right. We could just take this as a lesson in general. I love what you're taking from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Just make, make life more fun and people won't want to be mean. Are you about to tell me something that totally refutes that? No. Okay. No, good. this is all this is all good. Yeah. It was like a real turning point for Halloween and people like people saw how well Elizabeth had done in Hiawatha, Kansas. And they um all over the US and Canada, this became a thing, the big Halloween parties. Hmm. The phrase trick-or-treat was first used in 1927 in a Canadian newspaper. Um and trick-or-treating became very popular. Up until World War II when there were um, sugar rations and candy Mm. just wasn't as available. But then after World War II, you had the big baby boom. And this this really, like, pushed Halloween because there were so many little kids. And, you know, they love Halloween. Halloween is so fun. Mm -hmm. So it really became like a little kid's holiday. It had started out as, like, an adult party. And then it was for the teens to keep them out of trouble. And then after the 1950s, little kids were really like who Halloween was for after that. And then, of course, the 50s is when it becomes really much more commercial and the candy companies start to take advantage. It seems like nowadays it's just a holiday for everybody, really. It's like wherever you are in life, if you have little kids, it's a holiday for you. If you've got teens, it's a holiday for them. If you're just a grown-up, 
without any kids, there's then a party you for go, you too. Uh, vandalize. <laughs> and like even like haunted houses, there's all varying age levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of becoming everybody's holiday. Yeah, it's a secular holiday for everyone. We have finally, the Americans have finally taken all of the religion and all of the paganism out the of meaning. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about Jarby coffee. This was an interesting thing to try to research, the coffee company. Um, It's owned by a guy named Greg Jar, who lives in McHenry, Illinois, and also owns a printing company called Jar Printing. It's a commercial printer. They also do, like, design and web marketing. I bet he did. I bet he designed that fancy label. I'm quite certain he did. Um, Does he have honey, too? Is that where Jar B comes from? I'm not sure where the B part came from. Isn't that funny? Everything I know about this guy, I learned on his Facebook page. (laughs) Private private note to Greg Jar, maybe (laughs) Lock down that Facebook page a little bit. It's a little like I like I saw your daughter's birth, basically. Oh. You know what? Though? That's how it was with Iron Bean guy. His, oh, public, his, yeah. his personal Facebook page. I learned so much about him just from spying on his public page, <laughs> like a weirdo, and feeling kind of like embarrassed and awkward about it. Yeah, it was a little embarrassing to look at this stranger. You're Facebook a journalist. Page. Don't worry about it. That's true. Does the packaging say like? prepared for or anything or it's if it doesn't then i would assume then he's he's roasting and packaging it. what does it say mchenry it says mchenry illinois it just says jarby coffee dash mchenry illinois i would be shocked to learn he was doing any roasting i think he is buying bulk coffee maybe he's flavoring it himself but i don't even believe that mm. i was tempted to send him a facebook message <laughs> but i couldn't figure out how to not be weird about it and i kind of wanted to see how we would discuss him on the episode before I like, established a, a friendship. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe if we're not too insulting after we taste the coffee, I'll mm. uh, send him a message and see if we can get a That's not clarification. Likely. Well, shall we brew some coffee? Yeah, let's do it. Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality single origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! And we're back! Woohoo! Oh, factory reveal. <laughs> I'm finally doing it. Some of my co-hosts cheated and already did the old factory I reveal. Did it. I didn't. I couldn't help it but... through the bag. I don't think it counts. Uh, you know, just I can smell it wafting over here. I don't get any notes of candy corn. Me neither. I can't quite figure out what it is. It's a little bit different from cherry almond. It is slightly okay. different. Mm-hmm. Does it remind you of the coffee you did the other week? Which no. other week? Okay. Um, this week and last week. What? That horrible... Coffee for the Yeti. Chai coffee. Oh, the chai coffee that you yeah. did for the Yeti, yeah. Um, it doesn't smell like that either. Is there like a hint of marshmallow? Is that... I don't know what it is. Here, Marcus. It almost smells a little chocolatey to me. Hmm. Well, that shouldn't be. I know. A, that, some... that could be from the coffee itself. There's, I don't know if that coffee's... <laughs> that coffee doesn't have flavor <laughs> notes. Yeah. I started to say it, Steph, but then I was like, I'm going to be positive. I just let it trail. Sorry. Steph was like, I'm going for it. I negged it up in here. 
<laughs> Negged it up. <laughs> Keep that neg energy out of here. <laughs> Good vibes only. What? I smell that like that fruit. Yeah. That like ripe fruit. That comes smell. off of the bananas yeah, and the it's apples. Like dimethyl. Isn't it just like methylene or something? I don't know what that's called. I that's do... what it reminds me of. I am getting a little hint of chocolate too. Mm-hmm. It definitely is more of an artificial chocolate than a flavor note chocolate vague artificial fruitiness i don't it's nothing is candy corny you know what we were trying to figure out like what's the deal with this coffee what if he just has a bunch of coffees that are flavored by different names but really it's just like three different flavors (gasps) that he mixes all together (laughs) you just have like a he buys them from a co-packer he buys a minty he buys a fruity and then he buys like a nutty or something like that. And he just not even doesn't even mix them, just flaps a different label on them. The power of suggestion. Yeah. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense than literally a hundred different flavors. It's a, what does that matter? It doesn't smell like candy corn. And that's the only thing that matters here. You know, it just it's reminiscent of those other flavored coffees that we've done. It's making my tongue numb. <laughs> Steph, I feel like is that. I feel like you're in your head now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I did not burn my tongue. It is not too hot. I poured it way early. It is making my tongue numb. I think I have developed an allergy to artificial flavorings due to overexposure. This doesn't taste like candy corn. No. Yeah. That's the important thing right here. Um is this Twinkies coffee? It tastes fruity. Maybe marshmallow. Maybe marshmallow is what they're trying to go for. It definitely has that cherry flavor that all the flavored coffees oh, have. Uh, I just want it to taste like the thing it tastes like. You know what? I'm going to add one candy corn to it. Do there that. There you go. I'm yeah. going to see. I'm going to add a candy pumpkin. I'm going to eat a candy corn because I haven't eaten. I didn't want to like ruin the flavor of the coffee by eating anything first but um at this point i'm convinced that if you're not bones coffee company you shouldn't be flavoring bones you know fuck around despite how i feel about bones and flavored coffees Mm -hmm. oh maybe this tastes like murder coffee that blueberry coffee that we did that was even more blueberry though and i like that that because that was that was like because i'm a sucker for fruity coffees Uh and i was like yeah it kind of like fits the the, mm-hmm. You know, fills that hole, but this is like, this does not make me happy. This makes me opposite of happy. Mm-hmm. You know what, Marcus? That it sounds like a little bit like a bad review. <laughs> Let's turn that around. I tried to soften it. I didn't say it makes me sad, you know. But your little face looked so sad yeah. when you said it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I Try think. Try with a smile. Ew, weird. This is what happens to the exterior of a candy corn it's like a weird gelatinous uh like like coating it's weird wax jenny i'm that's a that's a weird that's a review of trying to melt a candy corn what is this weird slime that's coming off the melted candy corn? or is it cornstarch i don't know it's confectioner's glaze it's can it's it tastes like a waxy confectioner's glaze what is confectioner's glaze you know probably just sugar and wax okay I do think it's just like a sugar syrup with wax, yeah. Okay. You figure that's like kind of that weird coating. Yeah. But where is the interior? How much of a how much how much am I having to get through here? It's like an well, you, inch thick layer of yeah, carnauba wax. You I know. picked the thickest one too. Well, you I did the, that's, pu- the pumpkin one. 
I was thinking, I, I thought that the pumpkin looked like just the perfect amount, but it's hard. It's hard. Why is it hard? I don't, I don't have all the answers. I just... <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a science experiment right now. So I'm going to try oh. Oh. and... Um... <laughs> like it, I can bite through it very easily, but right. my, my spoon will not go through it. Let's see if, maybe if I have to... Okay, this is going to be weird, guys. Just, just like chew the candy pumpkin and spit it back into your coffee and see how yeah, that like goes. like a little bird. I just use my front <laughs> teeth like a little rabbit to break it up a little bit. Now we'll see. Um, I like that this coffee is not crazy bitter. It's not bitter. Yeah. You know, you know, I like that it's a local gross. brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Local. Local always good. does not always mean good. I like it. To me, it's, it means good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I ate a piece of candy corn and then had a sip of coffee, and it was better. I think the sugar in my mouth helped. Um. So normally, what we would do is we would try it black, and then if we couldn't give it a not bad review, we would start adding things to it like cream, sugar, whiskey. Whipped cream to try to get to a point, candy Cut. pumpkin, whatever, <laughs> candy pumpkin. Uh, to try to get to a point where it is palatable, um, slash give it a not bad review. <laughs> so black does not do it for me. Black is not doing it for me. Yeah. I might, how about this? What if I give you a suggestion? Take a nibble of a candy corn while it's still like in your mouth, then put a little sip of it in. Then it tastes just like candy corn coffee. <laughs> If you eat candy corn while drinking the coffee, it tastes just like candy corn coffee. Just like candy I corn. I recommend it. Yeah. What else? What more do you guys want? Uh, I'm going to add whiskey, actually. Uh, That's what oh. I want. <laughs> I was deprived of whiskey last week. Because we definitely had it. <laughs> All right. I've added some milk. I'm just going to, this is how I'm going to have it because the kids ate, drink up, ate up, whatever, all of the whipped cream that we had. I don't All have right. any of that to add. I'm going to try a bite of candy corn. Although, admittedly, I don't like candy corn. <laughs> but I'll find a not bad review of candy corn. I like how when you chew on it, how it's um, unsatisfying. And it reminds me <laughs> that even life can suck the joy out of sweet things. <laughs> Um, all right. You're right. Oh, my God, though. You take a bite of a candy corn, take and the coffee, boom, nailed there it. There you go. There's that, that flavor you're looking coffee. for. <laughs> um, I mean, uh. okay, so I think I'm good. I think I found where it is that I feel this coffee is best. And that is taking a nibble of a candy corn. Not too much. Mm -hmm. Just like maybe like nibble off one color at a time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. crush it up in your mouth so but don't swallow it then take a sip of the coffee and kind of swish it all around in your mouth and then just kind of like enjoy it that way and kind of like maybe smush the candy corn mixed with coffee inside your mouth against the roof of your mouth to like melt the candy some more did you did yours melt did the no, candy corn melt it didn't melt okay. it did not melt i don't think this coffee is hot enough it probably has to be at least boiling or something to melt the candy corn but it did not melt um, I tried adding some milk to it to see what that did. I think I just preferred a candy corn plus black. Hmm. You know, it's weird. Whiskey just kind of makes it harsh. Do you like it more with whiskey? I think um, I like it more with whiskey. And here is the proper ratio. Half a cup of coffee, 
shot and a half of whiskey. <laughs> I didn't do enough whiskey. Let me try. That is the appropriate ratio. It tastes mostly like watered down whiskey, and I am able to drink it. <laughs> no problemo. Sorry, Jarby. Hmm. That's not a bad review. Don't worry. I might have to even add milk. The coffee itself is... um. Sorry for the crinkling. Marcus is getting mad. I wanted to grab a biscotto. It's not the sound that's a, that's annoying me, I assure you. What is it then? Um, <clears throat> Tell me. You know, I'm just, I got to keep working. Marcus is grumpy right now. I got to keep working at this coffee. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard work getting it to not bad place. Can I try the milk, please? I feel like there's almost like nothing to it. It's like... I. I'm not getting much flavor. Like, even if a coffee is, like, bitter, there's at least a flavor note there. Like, I just feel like this coffee is um, lacking in coffee flavor as well as in candy corn flavor. And there's no, like, I'm not getting, like, the cherry almond that we so often get. I just feel like there's a real flavor void, which is not a bad thing, maybe. (laughs) What other big guns can I throw at this? Because I've got alcohol. I've got cream. I've added sugar. I do have some whipped cream in the fridge that's fresh homemade. It's not from the can. I really think, you know what, though? The best the best way that I've had this is by taking a bite of candy corn, and I don't even like candy corn, and taking a bite of that with, it's the only way it works. Yeah. Did it's you try crazy. it that way, Steph? Um, I had a sip immediately after eating candy corn, and I did think that that was not bad. Just the sh- the addition of that much sugar is what I felt like helped yeah. bring some flavor I out. I just kept adding and adding and adding, but I think that that's it. That's the answer. You got to drink it with your candy corn. Maybe that's Maybe what that's they meant. Maybe that's the intent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like... Oh, did you think it was candy corn flavored? I'm sorry. You misunderstood. It's a candy corn pairing. It's a candy corn coffee <laughs> that requires candy corn to be complete. I figured it out. There you go. You know what? This is actually a really fun concept that I don't know if anybody's ever done before. Right. It's a total concept coffee. Uh-huh. So this now is... that I know who this coffee is for, it's for people that like candy corn mm-hmm. and want to eat candy corn while drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you're right. I That's don't it. have anything else to add to that. No, you figured it out. Good mm-hmm. job. Good job, everybody. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, to take us out, what are some fun facts? Oh, do you guys want to get... Okay, so we said it was like the second biggest holiday after Christmas. Yes. From a commercial capitalist mm. standpoint. Do you want to guess how much money people spend every year on Halloween? Oh, gosh. Okay. Probably so much. Guess to the nearest billion. To the nearest billion? Wow. In the U.S. This is in the U.S. How much money people Three spend billion. on Halloween. I'm going to say... 12 billion. <laughs> Marcus is going, going hard. It's actually, as of 2018, it was $9 billion. Why? That breaks down to $2.6 billion on candy, $3.2 billion on costumes, and $2.7 billion on decorations. How many people live in the United States? I want to break this down by person. Million, A solid half of the U.S. population buys candy for Halloween. Mm. Half the population. $25 a person. That sounds well, about right. That's, I would say, okay, $25 per person. Per person. That does make babies. sense. Yeah, that makes... Yeah, because you figure one baby's costume is going to be 25 bucks. Um, my favorite trivia question that I have. Can you guys guess how much money people spend on 
pet costumes alone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 900 million. <laughs> Almost a billion dollar industry. No, Marcus said, okay, now we're on the prices right. Ni- Marcus said 900 million. I'm going to say 1 billion. Oh, I thought you were going to say a dollar. Mm. <laughs> you guys overestimate yeah. how much people love their pets. Mm, we Only sure do. 500 million dollars on oh. pet costumes. Marcus, you won this round. <laughs> um, well, I can, I can vouch for the fact, did you see the picture of Barkley when we took him swimming over the summer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely people spend money on animal costumes. My dog has like oh my god, so many Halloween costumes. Oh, <laughs> because, oh, does he wear them? He hates wearing them, Aww. but he usually does wear one every year. Aww. People didn't used to carve jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins. They used to carve them out of another vegetable. Oh, I know what this is. Uh, potatoes. Turn close. Turnip. Turnip. And they used to make terrifying-looking ones. I read an article once. Wow, amazing. And it would help. Um, you know, you would carry it around. And I it didn't know you carried keep it around. the spirits away from you if because you it was a cute. scary face. Why don't you look up a turnip uh, jack o' lantern and guess what? You're gonna you're gonna understand why that keeps away the bad spirits. <laughs> they are scary it's looking. Nightmare fuel. Um, there aren't as many turnips in the U.S. as there were in Ireland, mm. and that's why they switched over to pumpkins. I'm trying to figure out. We put turnips in oh soup. Oh, my God. Turnip jack-o'-lanterns are so cute. <laughs> cute? No, they're scary. How do they get them hollow? They're not, like, pulpy. Yeah, maybe they just carve a face into it. No, maybe it's I see a light. No, they put a, a light candle. in them. Yeah, they must. Yeah, I, you're right, because it's easy to just scoop out a pumpkin. I'm not maybe sure. Maybe it's easy to scoop it out with a, you Apple know, core, yeah. maybe? Like you could or, like, just, a spoon. Maybe they're sc- scraping it out. I let me see the these. one you're looking at. They're so cute. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Where oh. are you going to get turnips? I don't. We have one in the fridge. You can get them anywhere. <laughs> like I said, we put them in the soup. Um, like Look chicken soup. little turnip. Yeah, see, that's so creepy. That's so cute. Oh, my God. Crazy. That's like a big turnip. I don't feel like I've seen giant turnips. Tea light. And I was right. They did carve them into potatoes as well. Oh, in Ireland. cool. Yeah. Well, huh. I'm going to do some traditional turnip carving this year, I think. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, I, I like want to do that, too. They're probably going to last way better outside than the pumpkins do. Pumpkins go bad, like, immediately. They yeah. do. What about squirrels? Do squirrels like turnips better? Mm, I don't know. They're kind of bitter. I think mm. pumpkins are a little sweeter. Mm. But I'm not a squirrel, so I couldn't tell you. I think I mentioned that 35 million pounds of candy corn are produced yearly. If you laid those end to end, how many times would they circle the earth? You found so many fun facts, didn't you? Let's see. The earth is 64 million miles. And each one of those is... Wait, wait, you think it's it's 64 million miles around? 64,000 miles around, right? I don't think it's millions. Thousand sounds more like it. But like, if you go from Maine to California, that alone is 4,000 miles. Right. I can't imagine it's 64,000. Or 25,000 miles around. What is this? Let's, hey, Google, we're back again. <laughs> Circumference of the yeah. Earth in centimeters. <laughs> Wait, are we looking at centimeters? I was just imagining that a candy corn was like a centimeter. It's probably bigger, though. Okay. 17 times. Marcus, you were you were on it, but not really. <laughs> it's about, it's 24,901. So you had the four correct. 24. 24,901. Okay. 901. okay. So, yeah, I say 17 times. 
Okay, just tell us. Well, before all the math, Jenny guessed it right. It will wrap around the earth four times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good guess. Uh, yeah. We That's should do trivia every week. Trivia's fun. All right. I love trivia. I know. Maybe that'll be a new segment. What's the longest mm. river in South America? The the Amazon. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Good job. I almost what's said the, the Nile. River in I was thinking Africa? the Nile. <laughs> the Nile. Yeah, you got it right. What's the longest river in America? The Mississippi. No, the Colorado. <gasps> yeah. Really? I think he's right. Yeah. Is this... all of your trivia going to be river related? <laughs> <laughs> what's Joaquin Phoenix's child's name? <laughs> <laughs> I think wasn't that his brother, or did he name his son after his brother? His brother died by suicide. What's the fanciest neighborhood in Chicago? Drug overdose? Drug overdose, not suicide. Yes, that was the big Viper Room drug overdose, Mm. River Phoenix. You guys are too young to remember. I just remember when he died. I didn't really know who he was, though. Are you sure it's the Colorado River? No, I'm not. I'm not actually <laughs> fucking guess. All right. Hello, Google. We can't leave people hanging on this note before we leave. Uh. <laughs> I just, I'm just fucking with Jenny. I actually have no idea what the longest river in America is. We're all wrong. The longest river in the U.S. Who's who could have guessed yellow. this? The Missouri River. Oh. By one mile. Oh. Mississippi River. One mile shorter than the Missouri River. Man. What's Man, the longest river in China? The Colorado River doesn't even compare. It's not even like the top five. <laughs> it's, you sounded <laughs> I like you know. I really believed you. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is why I believe Marcus never when he says something. Sorry, guys. Steph is always like, you don't believe Marcus on that? Are you sure you don't He's believe really him this convincing. time? really convincing. And I'm like, no, don't believe Marcus. You must always independently verify. Uh, oh, where's the Missouri so River good. even located? How Not Missouri, I assure you. How could that be the longest one? It has no canyon. It has no tale of adventure. <laughs> children rafting. I don't even know where that river is. I think it's the Yellow River in China, just so you know. I've been asking. Yellow River in China. That's my vote. You know, Final I'm not answer. looking this up. Look I'm not up. looking this People are like... Longest, <laughs> this doesn't need to make it in. Cut it if it's boring. You are wrong. Well, I don't know. I don't actually... Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> the Yangtze. The Yangtze River. Uh, that was my second guess. The Yellow River is second. Ah, so close. <sighs> so... Oh, well. That's our episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yeah. let's wrap it up. Yeah, thanks for... After, like, this is, like, a, the longest episode. If you want to try this candy corn coffee which called Witch's Brew from Jarby Coffee Company, make sure you have some candy corn with you. <laughs> and just do a little mixeroo in your mouth of the two. And it'll be great. It'll taste just like candy corn coffee. <laughs> it'll be perfect. Yeah. You could actually probably... Do that with any coffee, even the coffee in your house right now. You probably could, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives. <laughs> um, so I hope you have a happy Halloween, a spooktacular Halloween. And I think that's it. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy 